crazy, incredible, epic, amazing adventure uh, that we're on with God and this incredible story of just following him and being a part of his mission in the world. And that's what we've been talking about for the last few weeks in the sermon time. Uh, this incredible, epic, uh, glorious adventure that we're on. And we've talked about different aspects about it, but what we're talking about this morning is, uh, is just the aspect of friendship and camaraderie that happens on the journey. And we're going to look at that in the Bible in just a second. But uh, how many of you love, like, part of the great joy and great fun of Christmas is the crazy uncles and aunts and all of the people who come out for Christmas dinner that you only see once or twice a year? Like, seeing the whole family all together and connected and, uh, I mean, it's crazy. It's stressful. We're making Brussels sprouts. Like, who eats fart bombs? Brussels sprouts. Like, uh, who eats this stuff most of the year? Like, it's crazy. But, but something about the Brussels sprouts brings out the uncles and aunts. And it's fantastic. They all come for it. And we're together. We're on this crazy journey together. And it's so good. Um, the, the beauty of the story of Christianity is that's really what it's meant to be for us, too. Um, when you look at, um, you know, some of these great epic stories that we read, Lord of the Rings, you see uh, the relationships, the friendships, the connections that, that carry us through. Well, that's really true of what Jesus intended for our adventure, of being people who are kingdom people, who are bringing uh, his kingdom to the, to the whole world. I'm just going to read this little text um, from Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 45. And this, again, this will be just a really short talk this morning. It says this, At that time Mary got ready and hurried to town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. So we have this incredible encounter. Mary now knows that she's going to be the, the mother of, uh, of Jesus. Um, Elizabeth has had this incredible, miraculous experience uh, where she, as an, as an older woman who wasn't any longer capable of childbearing, all of a sudden she's having this miraculous uh, thing happen to her and she's having a child. And we know that this is sort of one of those momentous moments in the story. And of course, as parents, they're wondering, how is this thing going to work? How is this journey going to happen? Like, like Mary is like, how in the world am I going to raise the Son of God? Like, how am I going to raise the King of Kings? Uh, am I going to give him a timeout? Like, am I going to give Jesus a timeout? And Jesus is like, yeah, I'll give you a timeout when you stand before me in judgment. Like, come on, like, how are you going to do this kind of thing? And they're wrestling with it, trying to figure out how they're going to do uh, the journey. But we see just, just nestled in this story, just one really beautiful piece. And I love that little moment. Uh, I don't know why Luke felt like he needed to mention it, except that he wanted to talk about relationship, where Mary and Elizabeth meet each other, and Elizabeth's baby, John, uh, who is John the Baptist, sort of just like, I don't know, I don't know what this is like. Uh, it's probably like having an alien inside of you. You women who have had children can testify to it. But the baby just like jumps inside of Elizabeth's womb because the baby senses the presence of Jesus, senses the presence of, uh, of, of a friend, of a support, of a cousin, somebody who's really there. And, uh, and, and for me, I just think that that moment of connection uh, that those two had uh, celebrating uh, each other is similar to what I think we're meant to have 
as brothers and sisters in Christ. And I remember this. You know what it's like to have friends in your home church, uh, friends in, in your, your family group, uh, people that you're connected with, and how excited that you are to see them. But have you ever experienced that with a complete stranger that you just found out is a believer, like just in the middle of nowhere? Like in the middle of nowhere, you find this kinship and friendship with brothers and sisters. Uh, one of the most unusual and striking times of this in my life was when uh, I was in—I was on a trip doing evangelism, and we were in the West Bank uh, in Israel, and we were in uh, Gaza, and we were in uh, Egypt, uh, in Cairo. We were doing evangelism in a space where you, you're just legally not even allowed to do evangelism there. One member of our team uh, and the missionary we were with, they got arrested and uh, sort of taken out, and we're hiding out, like running from the secret police in Cairo, hiding out in this little hotel. And the wife of the missionary like planted us in this hotel that was owned by uh, another underground believer in, in Cairo. And the way this person took care of us in that moment and looked after us was like this person was 100% my brother, and he'd never met me before, just 100% committed to me, related to me, someone who was there to care for me and support me, and that's something that we long for. And that's what was happening, I think, in that amazing story of this little baby leaping in the womb of Elizabeth. This is what it was. It was like the first in utero fist bump. That's what it was. That's what John was like, pound, like, Jesus, you're awesome. And, uh, and I'm sure uh, Elizabeth felt that like crazy. It was like this recognition, this joy, uh, this whole deal. And Jesus had all of these relationships in his life. And we, we can see and we can track those relationships in the life of the early church. Uh, Jesus, even just his family connections. Uh, John the Baptist was Jesus' cousin, obviously. Uh, apostles James and John, they were brothers. So Jesus set up a pair of brothers uh, to be that first council of Jerusalem, the 12 apostles. Apostles Peter and Andrew were brothers brothers. They were also uh, cousins, or sorry, uh, James and John were cousins of Jesus, brothers with each other. Mary Magdalene, uh, part of the sort of inner circle, was Jesus' cousin. Clopas was an uncle on Joseph's side. His mother Mary was a follower. His aunt Salome was a follower. There's all these connections. But then even beyond that, even beyond those sort of family connections among the followers of Jesus, uh, we have this in Matthew 12, and this is amazing. Uh, Jesus is gathered around uh, with, with a whole bunch of disciples and his mom and brother come knocking on the door. Hey, we want to we connect with you. We want to do uh, something. We got to get this family thing going on. And he replies to them. He says, who's my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards the disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. So Jesus established a pattern for our relationships in the church and our relationships on this crazy epic adventure as being uh, relationships that would be marked by a sense of family, by a sense of brotherhood, by a sense of uh, a, a, almost like a blood level connection to one another, something that he's called every one of us to. Toby, your brother is Jack. Your other brother is Simon Salisbury. And, and another sister of yours is Olivia. And unfortunately, there's Callum. He's, he's, he's your brother too. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're going to have to live with that one. Yeah. And, and look, at there's Ashley. Ashley, that's, that's your sister, dude. 
And if you look around, that lady in the, bla- in, the, in the red shirt there that you normally call grandmother, like grandma, like we're decorating the tree, that's your sister. Sister grandma. Sister grandma. Yeah, that's how this deal works. We're family with one another. We're, there's meant to be an intimate relationship and connection and something that holds us together. Uh, whoever is following Jesus and obeying him, that's your family. Those are the relationships that hold us through uh, all of the crazy adventures of life. Uh, and it says this about titles. And this is, uh, let me just read this, Matthew 12, uh, 48 to 50. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor called the Messiah. And you know, if you've known me for a long time, um, and, and, and if your parents want me to be called Pastor Aaron, you can absolutely do that, and I love that heart of respect and heart of honor, but there's something in me that would just love you to be okay calling me Aaron, because I don't need the title, and we're not meant to carry those kind of titles. You little kids, Simon, you're, I know I love the honor and respect with which you treat me, but I love you, Brother Simon. You're my brother, man, right? So that's awesome, and we're just brothers and sisters, and we're meant to have this uh, equality and familiarity and honor that happens between us, and a level of commitment that goes beyond what we see anywhere else. And you can imagine that church could be about a boardroom or about all these different kinds of structures, and we work hard on structure, but this is what church is really meant to be look, look like, because the word family, brothers and sisters, is referred to like 167 times in the New Testament. That's what it's supposed to be like. We can jump ahead the next slide there, Jake. That's, that's it. And we might be all at different levels of maturity and different places on the journey. I think, that, I think the screen has added about 10 pounds to Steve Martin there. Uh, but uh, that's, what, that's what it's about. We're family. We're one big, crazy, nutty family, Toby. Even like even Janelle, and she's, she's your sister, right? That's amazing. And Linda's your sister, and, and, and Barry's your brother. And there's all kinds of honor and respect that flows, but there's meant to be people on our journey who carry us through and, and walk with us in a level of radical commitment to one another. And that's what we're longing to be. That's what we're longing to be about. And if we're going to do uh, the great adventure, and if you want to be the plucky hero on the great adventure, you need to have your spiritual brothers and sisters along with you on the way. That's why we do relationship. That's why we have coffee and cookies in a few moments. That's why we do home church, uh, to build long-term relationships that stick us to one another. And, and cause us to be uh, united and cause us to be uh, deep in relationship and to grow together. And that's the epic, glorious adventure. Let's just stand up and pray as we close the service. Lord, we pray for our incredible children, and we thank you for them. And we pray that they would have Uh, long-term brotherly and sisterly relationships uh, with one another. 
that would carry them through uh, these incredible adventures that you have for us, God. I pray that you would unite us, that you would bind us together, that we would see uh, one another through uh, a different set of eyes than we've seen one another before. Would you call us to commitment to one another? Would you call us to have one another's backs? Lord Jesus, we love you. We worship you. We pray uh, for this Christmas. All of the gatherings that we do just because we do them at Christmas, Lord, I ask that for each of us that there would be a depth to those relationships that would grow. Let them grow deeper, Father more intimate, more full of you, more full of your spirit. We love you, Jesus. We worship you. Bless these amazing children, and thank you so much uh, for giving them to us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.